Benefits Like a Boss. Welcome to the Benefits Like a Boss podcast, supported by Nonstop Administration and Insurance Services. Nonstop is a mission-driven employee health benefits advisor, and we are committed to building health equity while reducing the cost of health insurance for employers and employees. Visit us at nonstophealth.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome again to the Benefits Like a Boss podcast. We're so grateful to have you here while we bring you these dynamic and innovative leaders who are out there seeking out and finding amazing ways to create meaningful change within their own organizations. Now, of course, I am super excited, as always, to have my smart and talented co-host with me, Natasha Orozco. Natasha, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much, Les. You know, I thought about something and I'm going to run this by you because, you know, we're in a new year. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've we've done a couple shows. I want to find a new word for innovation. These aren't innovative leaders. They're more like heartfelt, warm, brave. What's the talk to me about a word? Uh, Well, what comes to mind is two words, actually, authentically Mm -hmm. powerful. So living living your authentic self, pulling from within. Mm hmm really calling upon all of the things that make you a good human, being empathetic, being honest, upright, having a, a, a strong moral compass. Yeah. Doing what's right for another human, um, standing beside your conviction always, mm-hmm. all the while knowing that no one is perfect. So having a lot of yeah. grace and, and room for error within yourself and then for other people as well. But, you know, innovation is such a big word and it means so much to so many. I live in Silicon Valley, True. for instance. Right. So innovators here make a lot of money. And when you think innovation, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just really yeah. triggered because yeah. I'm not in tech. <laughs> but but when you think about it, at least for me, when I think about innovation, um, what comes to mind really quickly is just because of where I live, geography, right, is is sure. technology, but but really expanding and, and pushing boundaries and breaking new ground and stretching in uncomfortable ways uh, to yeah. find solutions that serve other people. So I don't know that there's any one word. I think yeah. that um, it really does deserve pause, reflection, and then kind of a dialogue about what it means to be an innovator. And, you know, again, pulling from within, stretching the boundaries, making yourself uncomfortable so that you could eventually make someone else more comfortable. Yeah. I'm super grateful that we just talked about that. And so let's talk about our guests that we have joining us today. Yeah, let's do it. We have with us Trina DeJoy, the Director of Human Resources, and Eric Davina, the Wellness and Engagement Manager of RAMS. Now, I'm really excited about this conversation, not only because we know what a powerhouse Trina is. We've been working with Trina for a while. We already know her. But I'm really interested and curious to hear from Eric about his title. I mean, is that strange to say? Like, Wellness and Engagement Manager. Like, Is that something that you have heard about? I mean, yes and no, right? So the notion of someone sitting in the HR house or in the HR department kind of overseeing wellness and and employee engagement initiatives, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, However, the way that they're doing it is is really different. And it is that word innovative because I think they're living out their authentic selves, pulling from empathy, creativity with the hopes of engaging their employees in in a new and different way that's really impactful, that will leave a stamp on 
on the staff member long after their stay at Rams, right? It's it's going to mm-hmm. help shape them is what it's going to do. Yeah. So um, I, I think it's really impressive. So I don't think that, again, I don't think that his title can really encapsulate the, the yep. right, the, what the, the impression they're leaving upon people. To be yeah, sure. No, that's absolutely. I think you you summed up everything I was kind of feeling mm. in, in the excitement mm. around his title yeah. as well. Yeah. And Trina also in this conversation is going to touch on the part that she played in the healthcare accountability ordinance mm. that's happening there in San Francisco. Yeah. And I can't wait to hear a little more about this. Yeah, same, same, because it's going way beyond the bounds of her organization, right? It's touching yep. thousands of lives, right? And so I'm yep. really, I'm really eager to hear how she's able to do that as well. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and get into this today. Let's do it. Hey, welcome Trina and Eric to the podcast today. We are super, super grateful to have you both here with us. Likewise, thanks for having us. We're really happy to be here as well. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Uh, Well, hey, you know, I always love starting off the show this way because I want folks to understand who you are and what perspective you're coming from um, when you're talking about leadership. So Eric, do you mind sharing with us and of course with the audience what the mission of RAMS is? RAMS actually stands for Richmond Area Multi-Services. Um, not to be confused with Richmond City, we are located in the Richmond area of San Francisco. Um, and since 1974, we've been providing mental health services um, through various populations, um, through vocational services, uh, counseling, and I guess the services really just grown based on the needs of the city. So um, overall, our goal is to provide mental wellness for all people. Wonderful. It's beautiful. That really is. Trina, I'm really excited about the words that are about to come out of my mouth. (laughs) And that's because I'm super excited to talk about this uh, particular topic. And I'm super excited for you guys as well as proud. Um, So I understand that Rams was named Nonprofit of the Year in 2022 by Assemblyman Philip Ting this last spring. Yes, Yeah, I I really want to take a moment for us to highlight one of these uh, just most recent stellar accomplishments at Rams. And I just I'm hoping that you can describe what this means and what it meant to you and the team. Now that we understand a little bit more about the mission and the important work that you all are striving to do every day. It was a huge honor to be chosen uh, by Assemblymember Ting, and mm-hmm. I guess he had selected us as the representative for the district that he, he represents and serves in California Congress. So it was um, really showcasing what RAMS does in the community mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. amazing work that our organization does and has been doing for years, providing mental health related services, um, behavioral health, social, vocational, educational needs of the community. Since 1974, um, we do have an expertise in serving Asian and Pacific Islanders and, and uh, Americans and Russian speaking populations. So this is just um, something that kind of really recognizes the, the need of the type of services that we provide and also, you know, just really what we've been doing in the community. So we're very humbled and and just grateful for this recognition and very excited about that. So, yeah. so that was yeah. um, something we were definitely very proud of our staff for, you know, what mm-hmm. they've been doing in 2022. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's really wonderful. What a great way to start off the program by talking about a, mm-hmm. a lovely accomplishment. Now I want to roll into something else that you really had a, a big hand in, Trina, and that was putting in place and sort of advising on this recent ordinance in the San Francisco area, and it was called the Healthcare Accountability Ordinance. I mean, having the word accountability married with healthcare, it just feels so good because I know all of us on this call really, truly believe in providing care, you know, taking care of our folks that are also taking care of others. And you did this by bringing forth um, what you were doing there at Rams. And, and really, you were the one that brought the idea of nonstop to your organization as well. And this kind of laid the groundwork for you know, what this this ordinance ended up looking like. So talk to us about what this ordinance is and why you and, of course, the other leaders that were involved in it were feeling so passionate about putting this in place. And what are you protecting? The San Francisco Healthcare Accountability Ordinance was something that had been um, already in place, I think, since the early 2000s um, prior to me kind of getting involved with it. Um, So this was a requirement by the city and county of San Francisco to all um, contract agencies who work with the city and county to ensure that the health insurance that contract agencies provide their employees meet a certain standard of, mm-hmm. of service mm-hmm. provision. Mm-hmm. We can't just mm-hmm. provide like bottom of the barrel kind of health insurance. It does have yeah. to meet certain standards of quality and the types of coverages, things like that. So I get involved, I think, in the, gosh, I, it's been, I think, maybe 10, over 10 years for sure. Great. And it's part of a, uh, I've joined a work group where it's a, a um, number of representatives from city and county contract agencies. These are nonprofits like RAMS, mm-hmm. nonprofit contract organizations who contract with city and county uh, and also with different labor unions and labor organizers in San Francisco, city and county, and also in San Francisco airport. So those are like the three, I guess, parties that are sitting at the table together with um, Department of Public Health policy planners. And every two years, we revisit the um, HCAO standards and see what needs to be improved or changed, you know, based on the evolving kind of landscape of of health insurance that's out there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, over the last 15, 20 years, a lot has changed, especially in the last two or three years, really. Yeah, and so health insurance just keeps getting more and more expensive, mm-hmm. <laughs> and <True>. so <laughs> nonprofits yeah. that are contracted by the city county of San Francisco, we have a contracted amount of of dollars that are provided to us. That's our funding, so that's kind of what we have to use, really. Right. So, on the one hand, we're totally on the same page as the the labor unions and the workers that we want to provide the best health insurance that we possibly can to our yeah. staff. Then the nonprofits have to now figure out, okay, but we just have this fixed budget of what we're funded with. So what can we do with that fixed budget? Yeah. So every two years, there's this meeting at the table and, you know, the HCAO standards keep getting revised again, based on the available funding, the trends um, that are being faced, what are the types of coverages that people want and need more, you know, compared Mm -hmm. to two years ago, 
um, we have analysts who come in and talk to the work groups. So that's kind of how, how it goes. So every couple of years it gets evaluated. It's a very kind of an active committee that that um, puts together the recommendations to the Health Commission of San Francisco and then the Health Commission votes to adopt it. And then that becomes the new standards for the next few years. So that's how that works. Can I just... Can I just mm-hmm. say really quickly, and th- yes. yeah, this totally just came to mind. Mm-hmm. This is so, it's so powerful because this isn't top down. This is grassroots. All of the key stakeholders are at the table making the recommendations. And so it feels like a very symbiotic movement. And I just think it's so cool that you guys have that available to you and that you're driving the ship here and you're helping to inform the conversation, the discussion and the eventual results. So I just wanted to say that, Trina. I think yeah. this is yeah. right. Yeah, yeah no, that's, yeah. that's totally yeah. what it is like sitting at the table. It's just the the knowledge that everybody, what everybody's saying at the table, it's yeah. all going to be presented to the health commission. And it's just mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. these are folks in nonprofits, folks in the labor unions who are all really kind of having a say in in city laws and ordinances. And that's that's really special. That's really special for us who are part of it. I agree. It's very empowering. I love that you said that it's it's an active, ongoing process. I, I first I I think I just learned something when you were when you were talking. I learned a little more about it. I love that it's mm-hmm. active. I love that it's revisited every two years. It makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because the landscape does change and mm-hmm. has changed, like you right. said so much mm-hmm. for us recently. So right. that's right. great. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a really lovely segue because I'm loving where the this conversation is going. And so we're talking about policy. We're talking about macro. We're talking about systems. But I kind of want to whittle it down a little bit and focus in on RAMS. And I want to learn a little bit more about why RAMS, you all came to your table and you decided to choose first dollar coverage, uh, a model like nonstop. So Trina, this question's for you. When you made the decision to take on this first dollar coverage model, where were you guys at organizationally? And what prompted you to discover something new? Why is nonstop appealing to you guys? We actually had a uh, brand new CEO who started with us at the time. Um, and that CEO was from an organization that was, I think, one of the very early adopters of the nonstop health and it was called nonstop wellness at the time. Uh Um, and I want to say, um, it was, was it Aki, Asian Americans for Community Involvement? And it was Jorge Wong who came from Mm. Aki, who Mm -hmm. became the CEO Mm -hmm. of Rams. And he said, hey, at my previous employer, we have this thing that we do for <laughs> insurance over there. And he was describing nonstop wellness and the way this, I don't know what to call it, the third party administrator, a vendor, a broker, somehow is able to um, cut the costs for the health insurance premiums and also provide or enable 0% copay out of pocket for employees. And and that was a too good to be true kind of situation. We're like, really? Is that really what happens there? <laughs> yeah. So so we took some uh selling <laughs> and and um so he was uh, got some folks from nonstop who came and talked to us about it and we agreed to do it for a year. Let's try it out. And if we don't like mm-hmm. it, we can just hop off and mm-hmm. yeah. And right. and we're still here, I think, since twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. We're still mm-hmm. um, true believers in what Nonstop Health does. And it really made a huge difference in not just um, 
reducing the premiums that, you know, it was really important for nonprofits to be able to do yeah. that, yeah. but also yeah. to really increase the benefit for our staff for, you know, the impact on our staff is the fact that they have no out-of-pocket. And that was just sort of a mind-blowing change <laughs> to to shift to. I think it took a while for people to kind of wrap their heads around it. Like, what do you mean? I don't have yeah. to pay. Like, you know, like, <laughs> right, I, I right. don't understand how this works. And, and we're kind of always waiting for this, like, you know, what's the catch? And there is no catch. It is what it is. So, yeah. So we've been, you know, with nonstop for quite a while, and I don't think it's going to be possible to ever not be with nonstop because <laughs> of such a huge satisfaction, you know, that our staff have with, with the way this works. Right. That's awesome. That's well, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you are stuck with us in a good way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're in yeah. a happy marriage. Yeah, we have a happy marriage. Yeah. Uh, well, I, and I don't know if this is a good time to bring this up, but we were doing our renewals for the 2023 plan year and going through this back in like September, October. And when our broker was going through the renewals and getting the quotes from, oh, this is what the, the plan would look like under nonstop. And then just, you know, just to see, let's, let's see, what if we didn't have nonstop? Um, what if we have the same type of plan richness that nonstop enables? And, and let's look and see what, what that would the cost of that would be, you know, without nonstop, but having the kind of same type of coverage. And, and it was, I think, a 28% higher than wow. we would have paid. I mean, it was, it was huge. Wow. It was, we just looked at the, the, the number and we're like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, no, thank you. Not possible. Mm-hmm. No, thank yeah. you. We're good. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so we really are in a good place financially being with nonstop. I mean, it's just makes sense all around. That's awesome. And kudos to your broker for giving the comparison, because we always want people to be open and looking Mm -hmm. or, you know, I mean, we think we have the best solution, of course, and financially so. So we encourage that kind of behavior because, um, you know, we want everyone to feel good about where they're at. Um, So that's that's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. So, Eric, I'm going to I'm going to kind of tap you into the conversation now again. And I want to ask you sort of from the perspective of, of an employee and obviously the key person who's promoting the well-being and engagement of staff, um, as your, your title states, what do you think the biggest benefit to your employees is to having a first dollar coverage plan like this? Yeah, well, um, so I mean, we've heard, heard stories like from our staff about like not having to worry about their prescriptions or their medical treatments. And, you know, that itself is a, is a big thing for us. And yeah. You know, when we look at well-being, it encompasses so many different facets. Like, you know, we usually think about like meditation, yoga, and all of these fun activities, which is also great for mental well-being. But overall, well-being really encompasses things like physical health and not having to worry about making ends meet and not having to worry about like tapping into that, you know, physiological needs. Um, And, you know, on a personal note, like while I hear all of these stories that are very heartwarming for our staff, like. This year was the first time I actually got an MRI done for this constant headache that mm. I've been doing. So, um, and you know that in itself is like a huge amount that otherwise would would have probably like put me in a financial like cripple. So I'm glad that we have this, and for a lot of our staff also that do need those medical treatments, like I'm glad that it's just there, readily available for them to take advantage of it. That's wonderful. Thanks for sharing that personal note too. Definitely, Eric. 
First of all, I'm really happy to meet you. And, you know, along with Trina, I'm just so impressed at the work that your team is doing at Rams. And and your role specifically is about wellness and engagement for employees. And so I'm wondering what that looks like from your role at Rams. And really what I'm after is what does it mean to you personally? Well, I think I think it just has to go back to like why join Raps in the first place. And it's really like finding an organization that aligns with my values. Um, and I see that at Raps and mm. being in integrity, you know, we talk about envisioning mental wellness for all people and seeing that the organization is really looking internally um, to provide the well-being of our staff. I think that's great. So for me right now, like I'm leading this, the DEI committee efforts um, for our organization, but we've also expanded the diversity, equity, and inclusion to include accessibility and accessibility mm. to healthcare and some of our resources. Love that. It's a big part of that. So I think overall, yeah. that's just like a great way to Make sure that people not only are engaged and are happy, but that, you know, their basic needs are being met. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I'm hearing, Eric, and, you know, if you want to add a little bit of additional context and color here, but um, it is really important to you to offer uh, accessible benefits to your staff. And I'm curious in terms of, you know, wellness and engagement. And I'm not a math person, so I was going to ask for a percentage, but then I realized I might not really know what that means. Like, <laughs> if you were to give me a percentage, but um, if you were to, to kind of take a holistic view of a wellness and engagement program, how big a piece of the pie is offering accessible benefits to your staff? How significant of an impact does that have in the story of wellness and engagement in the workplace? You know, we still have a ways to go. Um, actually, earlier, right before this meeting, Trina and I were with our comp group meeting. Um, so we initially just started off this uh, work group focusing on compensation. Mm. But um, in our last meeting, we were analyzing the feedback that we got from our staff from our recent all-staff retreat. And the biggest majority of the feedback that we got, um, which is about 28%, focused on well-being and self-care. So wow. um, now we're focusing our energies on developing programs um, around that so that, yeah. you know, we can create a, a systemic way to help support people in that way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I just want to say very quickly, I live in the Bay Area as well. I live in Silicon Valley, close to y'all. And so it's really interesting in terms of um, the pressures that we face here in the real estate market and, the and, you know, the renter market. Mm. Um, it is, it adds, right, it adds to the complexities of an already complex situation, uh, living in the Bay Area, working for nonprofits, mm -hmm. serving the community. And so I, I really, uh, I love and honor and celebrate the engagement that you have with your employees so that they're able to open up and let you guys know how you all can best serve them, how the committee can best serve them, and what's going to make them feel healthy and empowered as they go about, uh, you know, the, the journey of really accomplishing the mission every day of Rams. And I'm feeling really inspired. I don't know about you, Leslie, but I want to have a call with our HR person after this and be like, guess yeah. what we learned today? <laughs> <laughs> guess what Eric's doing? Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> um, Love it. So, yeah. Um, so, so Trina, uh, so you've been here uh, since implementation mm -hmm. all the way up to now. How do you personally feel about what you brought to the organization now that you've got some years under your belt, now that we've got kind of hindsight, right? Mm -hmm. um, and looking back, how do you feel about it? I think personally, as you know, the HR director at 
an employer. <laughs> it's, it's a huge selling point. It's just something that we really want to shout from the rooftops. You know, this is yeah, such I a great yeah. benefit that more employers need to adopt. And, and yeah. it's just a win-win for both the employer and the employee. Um, so I think over the number of years that we've had nonstop health, it's really just been a, a huge boon, um, you know, hearing feedback from staff about, like what Eric said, not having to worry about refilling medication. And, you know, we work in a mental health field. We're a mental health services organization. We do employ people with, you know, lived experience and mental health conditions and having their health and medical expenses completely paid for. It's, it's just makes such a huge, huge impact on not yes. just their ability to be well, but their ability to to come to work every day mm, and yeah, in a man. in a healthy and whole way, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. so it's really, you know, just something that we're very thankful to have um, as, you know, a partner and provider of, of the services that nonstop does have, you know, for our staff. Yeah. Wow. That was really mm -hmm. great. Um Every time we do these two, I'd feel more inspired about what we're doing. And I feel so grateful that there are leaders like you that uh, take the time to adopt our, our program and really believe in it um, because we wouldn't be anything without all of you. Mm -hmm. That's great. Trina, uh, let's talk just a little bit more. I know we kind of had a conversation pre-podcast here, but I wanted you to kind of share a little bit about what finding some of the savings has done. Mm -hmm. You found them within the employee health benefits, but talk about, has it opened up any new opportunities for other benefits that were offered to staff? Yeah, yeah. Especially around the earlier years when we first moved to nonstop health. And mm -hmm. uh, what RAMS does is we provide a um, cafeteria benefit program where we have one health insurance program that we pay for completely. And that is part of the healthcare accountability ordinance rules that the employer has to provide one health insurance that matches or meets the requirements, the standards, the minimum standards of the HCAO, and yeah. the employer has to pay 100% for that particular health insurance. Wow. The employer can offer a different health insurance that is either cheaper or more expensive, as long as there's one plan that meets the minimum standards that we pay 100% for. Okay. So the way RAMS has done it is we would take that plan, which for us is it's a particular Kaiser HMO plan. We pay 100% of that and we take that dollar amount and we tell the employee, okay, this is what you have to play with every year, every plan year. So mm -hmm. either you take Kaiser, which is 100% paid for, or you can take this other cheaper plan um, and you can take the difference that, you know, you would save and put it towards dental or other things. Or you can pay for a higher level plan, a Cadillac tier plan, and you pay the difference out of pocket. So that's kind of historically mm -hmm. how we've done it. Mm -hmm. So the first year that we moved to nonstop health, I think we had gotten and i want to just say off the top of my head like anywhere between two and three hundred dollars that we ended up saving in premiums per month per person and so we could have at the time again under the healthcare accountability ordinance just said okay this is the plan that we're now going to pay 100 percent for it is now um you know $250 $300 cheaper than than what we used to pay so we could have 
cut the uh, cafeteria benefits proportionally and just said, okay, instead of giving you $800 this month, we're going to give you 500 because that's technically the cost of, of what this plan is now. Sure. But instead of doing that, we said, you know what? We've already budgeted to pay the whatever 800 per month or whatever it was. And so we said, mm-hmm. you know what? Instead of cutting the cost, we're just going to pass it on to the employees and say, hey, you know what? You now have a savings of you know, $250, $300, whatever that was. And now you can use that towards other things. You can pay for your family members. You can pay oh, for wow. other insurances. So so now they had all of this extra cash that they could put towards yeah. health insurance. And then if they didn't want to use it for health insurance, they could cash out a percentage of it. You know, I think in the, the initial few years, it really um, was a savings that could be passed down to the employees to use for other things. So over time, the cost of the health insurance has caught up. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. now we're back to just paying 100%. And sure, this is what it sure. is. But it certainly has helped us, again, just overall keep our costs down, where now every year, it's not something that we have to worry about as much. Yeah. Knowing that if we go out and get other quotes from other carriers and, you know, to not go with nonstop, it is going to be way more expensive. And what Rams is paying now compared to maybe other employers who don't have nonstop, you know, I think we're in a really good place. So, so we definitely are able to focus on other things because we know the benefits are taken care of. So, yeah. That's great. So listen, I love benefits. I love health insurance because I work for nonstop and it pays my bills. Plus, I just really like the idea of health insurance. It could be tweaked. It could be improved. It could be changed. But it's great to know you have it. Right. And it's sad to know that a lot of people don't have access to it. And so while while the insurance conversation is really important, something you said a little bit earlier, Trina, really, uh, really stuck with me. You had said that you all are true believers are nonstop. And I want to say that we are also true believers of what you all are doing in the community. We're true believers of Rams. And so with that, I want to open up the conversation a little bit more to go beyond health benefits because I I want to dig a little bit deeper. I'm super curious and I want you all to share what else you're doing over at Rams. And so with that, Eric, I heard that you created a program called One Rams. And in fact, before you all jumped on the podcast, Leslie was outlining a little bit about One Rams. And I am super interested in learning more because this is something that I could see would benefit not only nonstop, but a lot of companies and organizations that have different locations. Um, And so my understanding is that One Rams is the orientation for new employees. And it's been really effective in bringing folks together cross-departmentally because again, y'all have 12 remote locations like so many other entities, companies, organizations. And because of that, it's no secret that not everybody feels super connected, right? Simply because of geography. And so I would really appreciate if you told us about this program and what you've learned the value is and uh, any, any important takeaways that you can share. For sure. So yeah, you are correct. One round stands for orientation of new employees. And this is a monthly onboarding program that we do for all of our new staff. So basically, like we break it down into three days. The first day is all about sharing the vision, mission, and core values of Rams. Second day focuses on um, well-being initiatives, and the third day focuses on like learning more about the different programs. Um, and it's been really interesting because you know we end the monthly sessions, and I get feedback from the participants, and they just like share how inspired they are. And you know, I think that's one of the things that we kind of have to take away from 
having to deal with working remotely and the pandemic and that people really need to have this uh, connection with like the vision and mission of the organization. And I think for the most part, that's really what's um, what's driving the One Ramps program. And although I think it's still a little too soon to assess like the full effectivity of it, um, I am happy to share that during our last all staff retreat, um, from the feedback I've gotten from directors, it's been one of the highest turnouts so far. Wow. Um, and what we've done with One Rams is open it up both to like all of the new hires can come in in person um, so that they can mm-hmm. really build that connection with other colleagues uh, from different programs. But we're also opening it up um, in a hybrid model so that if anyone is interested in learning more about other programs and they didn't have a chance in the past to go through this, uh, they can mm-hmm. still log on to Zoom and listen in um, and engage with the new hires and stuff like that. So wow. really just trying to keep the spirit going. Yeah. Eric, I have to ask you something because now I'm super curious. Have you seen this modeled before or is this birthed from your imagination and your compilation of your previous experiences? Where did this come about, Eric? Oh, well, I mean, I wish I could take full credit for it. <laughs> um, Do it. No like, one will know, Eric. Do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well when, when I onboarded, that was one of the big projects that they already had in mind. Um, and I have done okay. this kind of program with my um, other organizations that I've been part of. And I was kind of surprised to find that there wasn't a program this solid yet within RAMS. Mm-hmm. And it really mm-hmm. relies on a lot of like program-based onboarding. And again, like, just my experience personally, um, I've seen like a higher turnover um, during the pandemic in my previous organization. And again, I think that's because we failed to establish just like what the vision is. And we failed to get people on board with what we stand for as an organization and being able to tap into that, I think is very powerful. So, um, you know, obviously we've had to tweak the design uh, multiple times and like I'm, I'm a really big feedback geek and I try to ask for feedback whenever I can. And through that process, we've had several iterations of this program. You know, at first we started it all completely virtual and we were seeing like, oh, people were getting burned out, getting so much information in that short time. Mm, right. And so we started offering it in person and then we started doing the hybrid. And then now we're actually doing tours and allowing people to see ramps in action across their different sites. So it's wow. been pretty cool. I feel like I go on a field trip every month. I just wrote that down. <laughs> yeah, I just wrote that down. Rams yeah. in action. I literally just wrote that down. I love that. That's so great. So just um just to jump into um the idea was initiated by our CEO Javon Muhammad, who was previously um uh, the CEO at a federally qualified health center in Louisiana and also prior to that in Marin. Mm-hmm. And she had also um, established sort of a multi-day onboarding they had for new employees, again, for the same reason, because they had so many locations, remote locations. Yeah. And, and this was really a way to get people kind of um, into the the organization mindset and mission and yeah. values. Um, and yeah. so she wanted to have this happen at Rams. So when Eric came on board, that was probably his first assignment. Like, create this. <laughs> Here you go. Create make it, it happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so in terms of the details that, that came from Eric, for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Congratulations, Seriously. Eric. And yeah. kudos to your CEO for bringing that over. I mean, mm-hmm. one of my favorite memories of being hired here at Nonstop was our chief growth officer brought me in face to face and she was like, so how do you feel about access to healthcare for everyone? How do, what do you think about 
benefits equity. And I was just like, whoa, we're like we are we're here to live the mission. Like it was very clear from the start, you know, and meeting people like Natasha and Derek, who's also on the podcast and Jody, my boss, our our CEO. I mean, mm. we we are here to do our mission. And um, that was one of my favorite things about starting my job. So the fact that you were like giving that gift to many we could just do a show on one Rams, honestly. Like, yeah. I, no, honestly, like, I want to, because down. here's the other thing that's, <laughs> here's the other thing that's really inspiring is that we're, we have like this collective experience now coming through COVID, right? So yeah. it's, we're like masses moving around. But what's really interesting to me is that you guys bring it down to the singular where every employee that you're onboarding yes. is important, a world unto themselves and a world of impact onto themselves. So it's almost like you're onboarding that that holistic person and inviting them in with open arms so that they have their own very real experience and their own very real connection to your mission. This is really compelling. I'm, I'm really just taken by it. I've taken yeah. a lot of notes. So, and I'm not a note taker. <laughs> <laughs> Something that our uh, CEO Javon does that is so inspiring as she does a, I think it's a one hour um, she comes in in person and she does this presentation for the new hires and it's a course that she has taught um, and she's doing like a condensed one hour version of racism is a public health crisis. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, I just got the chills. And it's the most gut kicking kind of thing for people to experience yeah. within their mm. first few weeks of working at Rams and like how you said, like what you're doing here, you are the embodiment of the mission of what Rams does. Right. Yes. And, right. and people walk away with that, like with that feeling of just being right. Like you were just knighted by yeah. your CEO. Like, I gotta yeah, do this now. Sure. So it's, it's a huge, it's, it's such a huge thing, um, especially to have our, you know, CEO yeah. come in and kind of impart that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm really compelled about what you just said, because we both, both nonstop and Rams have charges to serve mm -hmm. community. Right. And so here's the thing is that um, by describing what the the very real reality of kind of the people that you're serving, what they mm -hmm. experience um, systemically, that really makes you feel compelled to go above and beyond and to serve the other human. Yes. So for nonstop, for example, we communicate via email. We're a benefit, you know, so we can be and we've had people call in from various parts of the country members that say, I don't read my emails. I can't really read. Right. And so to have a unique understanding of the demographics that we're serving, the challenges that they face, the systemic prejudice and racism that they probably grew up in, mm -hmm. all of that really um, you have to own it when you serve them. Right. And you have to have a deep understanding of where they're coming from in order to meet them where they're at. So all of this feels very symbiotic yeah. for us, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good to hear. Oh, man, this is good, you guys. I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> Me, too. <laughs> okay, so, Trina, mm -hmm. I have to ask you one of my favorite questions, and I'm deeply curious. Do you ever hire folks who have come to you seeking services um, and then obviously, eventually they've come to work for you all at Rams. Absolutely. That's a huge part of what we do. Um, I love that. So um, one of the largest division at Rams actually is the division of peer-based services. And this is um, multiple programs under this division where 
One of them are people who get trained to become peer counselors. And these are, you know, all having to do with employing people who have lived experience, who have mental health conditions. So Mm -hmm. there are people who have gone through ramps as clients who graduated from our programs or who maybe are still seeking services or receiving services in in a RAMS program, mm-hmm. and they are also employed in the peer division as peer counselors, or um, or maybe they're going through the peer certificate program where they're getting trained and certified as you know peer counselor. And um, I believe California this year just passed legislation where peer counseling is now going to be a formally recognized field just like wow. just like yes. social workers yes. or psychologists um and so ramps has been tapped now as one of the training providers for people to get certified like by the state you know wow. so it's amazing we're working on that for next year um so there are definitely a, a huge group of folks at rams who are part of the community that we serve and it's just so inspiring to work with folks every day and and just knowing knowing what we do and knowing you know just how we're all able to work together and and how we can provide things for them to kind of maintain their well-being and and be, you know mental health and and it's it's really you know just a very humbling experience with human resources especially yeah. Um, yeah. and it's I, I wouldn't change it it's it's you know I've I've learned so much from my coworkers <laughs> so much Actually, that's tied to kind of a quick offshoot because I'd really like to know, do you notice a difference in the level of commitment or do you notice a difference in in the way that you said lived experience, the folks that come to you, right, and, and they're hired, that lived experience piece, do you notice a different level of dedication or notice a different something in the work? Um, definitely, yeah. I mean, there there's a sense of um, having been there before. Mm. Empathy and mm. relating and yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And and it's it's really just a um, different perspective when, you know, we've got a treatment team of people who are um, you know, maybe formed of like there's a peer counselor, there's a psychiatrist, there's a licensed clinical social worker or marriage and family therapist. We're all working as a team with the client and kind of having different perspectives on um, what can be provided to this one individual client. And that happens multiple times, hundreds, thousands of times every day, yeah. every week, yeah. you know, yeah. over the course yeah. of, you know, the years. And I think just thousands of times that happening. Um, and, and it's been just really amazing to have been at the forefront of the peer counseling movement and having that be something that Rams is known for also. So it's, it's really just been, again, a, a huge boon for people who are struggling with challenges, not just uh, mental health, but physical challenges also. Yeah. And just having this boon of of having a program like Nonstop Wellness, where again, they don't have to worry about getting their meds refilled, don't have to worry about that co-payment when my back is hurting because of this right. yeah. chronic injury, you know? So it's, it's definitely um, something that we have gotten just really positive, positive feedback about. That's amazing. Uh, I love when you ask that question to Natasha. It's such a good question. Representation is such a huge part of everything that we need. Um, any of us who that have ever experienced an othering situation, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's important 
you know, this has been wonderful. Uh, you two are incredible. I could literally do 15 podcasts with you. So sorry if, uh, <laughs> you know, we ask again, but yes. um, I, I want to kind of wrap up the body of the show, if so to speak, with um, sort of ending on a personal note. And Eric, I'm going to ask you to answer this one first for us. But what is something that you want another leader that's listening in today? What do you want them to take away from the show what do you want them to know? It doesn't even have to be something we talked about. What is something that you want someone to know that's listening in today? Um, I think for me, it's just like finding out what matters to the people that you're serving. Because, mm. you know, for us, like I, I've had so much experience in HR where there are initiatives that are implemented that sound really good, but fall flat on its face, only to realize that, yeah, it's a good program, but it's not something that really matters to the people. So by like just continuously getting that feedback, whether it's through a formal channel or casual check-ins, like really find out what matters to the people and focus the energies on that. And I think, you know, Rams has been doing fantastic with getting the pulse of the staff and finding out what ways we can make their lives better too, because, you know, the amount of impact of the create on the community is just amazing and we want to be able to give that back to our staff as well that's wonderful it really is trina how about for you that there are so many different things that employers can do for its employees that it's not just you can it's mm. you should um, mm. especially in the bay area right it's it's so challenging to just be surviving you know housing health care child care <laughs> everything <laughs> is just so unbelievably sensitive and it's really a holistic approach that employers have to take with regards to providing employees what they want and what they need yeah so it's not just compensation is how can we make things mm. happen for you what kind of discount programs what kind of benefits can we provide um what what are other things we can do with regards to professional development and training oh i love that you know while you're here with us even if you're going to be here for three years five years whatever the case may be how can we make it be the best three years of your life you know oh. what is something that we can do to just keep you happy oh. here <laughs> So um, that is something that, you know, employers really just have to keep in mind is just taking that holistic approach. Oh, my God. I love this. This is so good. So much. Well, thank you guys both for this. Um, now we're going to move into the fun portion of the show where we ask you each a couple of questions that are just meant to be on the fly. You don't even know what questions we're going to ask you. Um, <laughs> this is just supposed to be fun. You can answer with a one word quick answer. You can tell a story, whatever you want. This is your time to just have people connect with you, you know, maybe on a little bit of a personal note. So Trina, I'm going to start off with you. What is the one thing camping that you cannot live without? Mm, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not an inflatable mattress, but like a camping pad. Okay. I need that. I cannot mm, sleep on the bare ground. That's a good one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no. But, I asked that for you, Natasha. <laughs> camping pad. <laughs> yeah. Something that you can roll up from one that you can inflate. But, yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Eric. You ready? Mm hmm Where is your favorite place to travel? Oh, anything that I could see the stars at. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, I just did this recent astrophotography shoot at Crater Lake, and it was just the most amazing view. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. That's beautiful. I, I'm up in Oregon, so that's great. I there's lots of good places to see stars here. Mm -hmm. 
Trina, for you, uh, who has been your greatest mentor in life? <laughs> this is, I, I'm trying to remember if there's anybody else, but I think the one person that keeps popping up for me is one of Ram's uh, former CEOs. His name was Kabus Basiri. And it's sort of this running joke with some folks who are still here from when Kavus was CEO. There are certain philosophies that he has instilled in us that we still talk about, like what would Kavus do, you know, or is it moral? Is it ethical? Is it legal? Like these have to fit those three categories before we decide. So things like that, where there's just certain philosophies that he has kind of dug into our brains that will never leave. So I think in terms of being a mentor, even though he's no longer here at Rams, um, he moved to Ohio, <laughs> but even though he's no longer at Rams, it's like his, his voice is still in my head though. So that's definitely somebody who I would consider a mentor in a way. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Is it moral? Is it ethical? Is it legal? I love that. I just wrote that down, too. I do, too. Yeah. Um, Okay, Eric. Mm -hmm. If you could take only three things on a deserted island, what would they be? Oh, wow. That's a hard question. Um, (laughs) I know. That's why we ask it. (laughs) (laughs) Probably my camera. I'm going to find a way to document whatever. Um, Oh. Okay. Sunscreen, probably. And <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Can I have a bag of like unlimited snacks? Yeah. <laughs> the Mary Poppins bag. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, thank you for that, Eric. That would be fun. Uh, so you're going to take pictures. You're going to put a lot of sunscreen and you're going to eat some mm-hmm. snacks. All <laughs> right. All right. Good to me. <laughs> yeah. All right, Trina, your final question. What is one thing that you're really grateful for right now? The Sandman series on Netflix. <laughs> oh, okay. So that um, graphic novel has been living in my head since I was a teenager. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I started cool. reading it when I was, I think, 15 or 16. Um, and and see it on TV. That's <laughs> just amazing. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. that's yeah. probably one of the geekiest disclosures i've ever made but yes i love it (laughs) that's cool hey do it i I, i'm happy for you actually that's great i'm happy for me too thank you so much you're welcome um so i think eric gets one last one again i'm not good at math so this back and forth i'm like trying to keep track Uh, okay i think eric gets this is the final question eric okay this one is simple and i think it's a beautiful one Tell me, what brings you joy? Oh, love. Uh, oh, I was not expecting that question, <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess just to put context into it, um, sometime in my like leadership journey, I love was redefined to me as supporting the highest good of others and yourself. <sighs> so if I could live wow. in a world where I would choose love in every given moment in time, oh. supporting myself and others, I think that just brings me joy. And that just brought me a lot of joy, too. And everyone who's listening to this, that's a really beautiful way to wrap this up. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of a better way. So I guess with love and with gratitude, thank you both uh, for joining Natasha and I today on the show. It's been truly wonderful having you here today and, and hearing all of your insight. Yeah. Thank you so much for this opportunity to talk about rams and and how awesome we think nonstop health is 
Thank you. We'll take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Natasha, I think we've done it again. I think this has been another good conversation today with Trina and Eric. What did you think of the show? Memorable. Oh, yes. I'm I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it with me. Yep. Um. So both right, as individual powerhouses. Yeah. And both came to the table with some incredibly inspiring anecdotes, as well as some some potential blueprints. Yeah. They're going to help aspiring leaders or seasoned leaders mm-hmm. um, engage their folks in a way that's powerful and Right. There, there are bridges to external entities that will impact the sector as a whole, as yeah. I've learned. Right. Yeah. So it's not just about your employees. Oftentimes that should be the focal point. But how do you leverage that? What's working well within the agency? Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that inertia and momentum. And then how do you expand that so that, again, um, you can impact the lives of others, not just constituents that nonprofits are serving, but nonprofit employees and talent that are there kind of safeguarding the communities, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. So this was a powerful episode. Yeah. I, I loved hearing them talk about the program of One Rams, because when you're talking about oh, impacting yes. employees and impacting yeah. folks that you're serving, I mean, what an amazing way to bring departments together. I mean, when, when Eric talked about folks not even knowing what other folks did within their own organization and being moved by that. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, that's just like, well, no, how familiar, though, too. Yeah. Like, well, oh, absolutely. Right. We've all had those. Yes, of course. Right. And if I ever started a nonprofit, which I won't because I'm not that brave, but uh, something like one Rams would be compulsory. Right. Yeah, it would yeah. it would be. It would be something that would have to be done because you can only do good work if you feel connected to it. And then if you feel connected to the work and then you feel connected to your colleagues. Yeah. Right. That just I mean, it just is amplified. Yeah. And creating the empathy of understanding Mm. that we all have different jobs, but we're all working towards one goal. Yeah. And supporting each other and giving grace and and. Right. Asking how you can help. And, and I, I right. don't know. Yeah. I mean, I can right. go on and on about this program. I was super pumped about this. Me too. Here's one thing that I want to talk about really quickly that yeah, is kind of an offshoot. Oftentimes we talk about, right, the, the for-profit sector. And in particular, I, I know that on a couple shows and um, I, I brought up living in Silicon Valley, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. where kind of the forefront of technology sort of lives. Um, multinational conglomerates, the best and brightest come here. And then we also talk about nonprofits. And what I want to start doing more deliberately is is talking about that, but like in the same vein. Mm-hmm. And so the things that that nonprofits are doing, the tech sector and startups and, you know, private companies can really learn from it in terms of getting closer to the mission, because eventually, hopefully the product that you're creating is going to changed lives for the better. I think that's like a positive of technology. Mm -hmm. So in this particular instance, you know, one Rams, all the work that they are doing at Rams, it could be a lesson to all of us, right? Even the best and brightest kind of tech minds could really take a lesson here Mm -hmm. in terms of how to engage folks and get them close to the mission. So, um, you know, Rams is cutting edge, right? Rams is is really uh, doing it and they're doing it in Silicon Valley, in the Bay Area, and we could really all just take a lot of lessons from them in terms of how to engage employees and and maximize kind of connection to mission. Yeah, I love that. And um, I love that Trina is kind of at the helm of this, too. Yeah. 
For sure. Um, you know, and of course, she, you know, hat tips their CEO who is mm-hmm. super dynamic oh, and believes yeah. in this. But, you know, as we yeah. know, coming from an organization where it's this mission is so pure and true from the top down. Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of like Trina's kind of like no BS. She's just like in there doing the work, you know, and, and also letting people be who they are. And so I, I kind of mm. really enjoyed that, yeah. that aspect of how matter of fact she was about the work that they're doing and, and the good work that they're doing, you know, with, all of the things there for their employees, not just, you know, the community that they're serving. So I, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I just really enjoyed <laughs> Trina's personality and I loved her leadership style. And so yeah. I just had to bring that up. I, I felt compelled to say something. Yeah, it was it was uh, way beyond time well spent. Right. I mean, I just. Oh, absolutely. I was inspired to move in different ways. I'm yeah. inspired to think about employee engagement in a different way. And I just really love seeing nonprofits just just doing it. Right. And I love I love when they far surpass that of kind of private entities that have way more money to throw at the employee culture problem. You know, this is the grassroots effort. Right. This Mm -hmm. is being authentic, powerful leaders that are saying this is the mission. Come on board. You're a part of it now, too. Super inspiring. God, what a gift. What a gift this show is. Yeah. Well, thank you, Natasha, for joining me again for this show. And I know we're going to do some more in the future here. And thank you to all of you who have joined us. We hope that you continue to do great things out there within your Mm. own organizations. You know, lead the charge. Be brave. Be bold. And please, everyone, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Benefits Like a Boss. Thanks, Natasha. Thank you. Benefits Like a Boss. Today's episode was supported by Nonstop Administration and Insurance Services. Nonstop believes that healthcare should be affordable and accessible. If employee health benefits are a workforce or financial challenge for your organization, visit us at nonstophealth.com. 